KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, November 4th. A Chula Vista City Attorney candidate who died in September is still on the ballot. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Governor Gavin Newsom said the plan submitted by cities and counties for a billion dollars in funding to address homelessness are not enough. Newsom said the plan submitted would reduce homelessness by 2% by 2024. He said that's not good enough and plans to meet with local leaders later this month to coordinate a better approach. Local governments have called for a more comprehensive statewide homelessness plan, and many are reluctant to spend money on new services and shelters without ongoing funding. Research from UC San Diego has shown that COVID can damage brain cell synapses. Synapses are the connections that brain cells use to communicate with each other. The senior author of the study said the research helps explain some of the neurological symptoms people with long COVID may experience. The study also showed that the antiviral drug sulfosbuvir might be able to restore the neurological impairments. Researchers said further studies and clinical trials are needed to confirm the findings of the study. More vote centers will be open starting tomorrow. There you can vote in person or drop off your mail-in ballot. They're open every day from 8 in the morning and that goes till 5 o'clock. On election day, they'll be open from 7 in the morning until 8 at night when the polls close. To find the vote center closest to you, go to kpbs.org voterhub If you plan to mail in your ballot, it must be postmarked by Tuesday. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Today, President Joe Biden will visit a San Diego technology company that the White House says will benefit from passage of the President's Chips and Science Act. The visit comes a day after his appearance at a campaign rally for Congressman Mike Levin, who's in a tight race against Republican Brian Marriott. The truth of the matter is, this election, this off-year election is going to matter a great deal. It's going to determine not what happens just next year and the next couple years. It's going to determine the direction of the country for at least a decade or more. Not a joke. Ahead of the rally, KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne spoke to voters in the 49th District to learn what issues are influencing their votes. Redistricting pulled more Southern Orange County cities into the 49th District, and those cities have voted Republican in the past. But we wanted to get beyond party lines, so we took a tour of the district and talked to voters in both counties, asking them what issues are influencing their choices. The first two voices you'll hear are Larry Bruff of Encinitas and Trisha Terry of Carlsbad. Our homelessness, income inequality, uh, cost of housing, and uh, my kids' education. I'll start with inflation, um, border control, 
is a big concern. Inflation, you know. But to me, the biggest, I guess, worry I have as, an, as a citizen um, is the future of our country for our young people. Crime's number one and the economy number two. Those last two voices were Ron Harding of Oceanside and a San Clemente voter who didn't want to share his name along with his opinion. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Sticking with politics and the election, the San Diego Democratic Party is promoting a dead candidate in the Chula Vista City attorney race. KPBS reporter Gustavo Solis says if the late Simon Silva wins, the city may be forced to spend $2 million in a special election. Democrat Simon Silva won the primary with 49% of the votes. He was endorsed by Mayor Mary Salas and the San Diego County Democratic Party. All of that made him a heavy favorite to defeat his opponent, Dan Smith, in the general election. That is until the 56-year-old died of cancer in early September. In addition to being a tragedy, Silva's death also complicates Chula Vista's election. So much so that city council members asked for legal advice during a public meeting in September. They wanted to know what would happen if Silva wins. City Clerk Carrie Bigelow gave them their answer. But if there is a vacancy, then the only option is a special, a special election. Bigelow says that a special election would cost Chula Vista taxpayers between $1.5 and $2 million. And Chula Vista doesn't have that kind of money to spend. The city has a structural budget deficit that's forced the city council to cut services in recent years. So it's come as a bit of a shock to some residents that Mayor Salas and other Democrats are still campaigning for Silva, even though electing him would cost the city millions. One local resident asked the mayor why she continues to publicly support the dead candidate. Why, Madam Mayor, are you promoting Simone Silva for office by placing a sign in your front yard? That puzzles me, and it makes me feel like our city council and our mayor are playing politics with this election. The mayor was visibly offended by the question. I think it's shameful that you're bringing this up. I have his sign in my yard is in memory of him as a as a gesture of respect. And so I think the only ones that are being disrespectful here are the ones that are talking about us playing politics with this. Salas said that she couldn't really understand how people might interpret a campaign sign on her front lawn as a political statement. It's just beyond belief to me. And for you to even ask me what my motives are on putting a sign in my yard to respect somebody, it's not politics. It's about love of a man that had a terrific character. And it's just appalling to me that that would be interpreted that way. But that's exactly how a number of people are interpreting it, including Smith, Silva's Republican opponent. He says that city leaders and the local Democratic Party are still outwardly supporting the deceased candidate. I think that the, the city in general, that the voters would, uh, would think that uh, the $1.5 million, I believe, that Ms. Bigelow was talking about, would be so much better spent police officers, firefighters, removing graffiti, homeless, all these issues. The local Democratic Party did not respond to a request for comment. To make this election even more uncertain, there is one scenario in which the city council could appoint a city attorney instead of holding a special election. If Silva wins, the city charter stipulates that current city attorney Glenn Guggens would remain in office until the special election. But what happens if Guggens resigns? An outside counsel, Alina Shamos, had the answer. 
If uh, Mr. Gugans does resign, then it is our interpretation of the charter that there is some discretion for the city council to appoint a new city attorney. However, Gugans confirmed this week that he plans to continue serving as the interim city attorney until his successor is elected. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Coming up, we have some weekend arts events worth checking out. We'll have that and more next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Healthcare leaders are encouraging San Diegans to get vaccinated against the flu and COVID. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer says this comes as many are planning to celebrate the holiday season with large groups indoors. Cases of severe respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, are high in San Diego County at the same time as an early and aggressive start of the flu season. That's in addition to continued community circulation of COVID-19. The three illnesses can create a dangerous mix, according to U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra. Don't let your kids get infected and sick if you don't have to because you know how to take care of them. Please don't go into the holidays and expect to hug and kiss your family members freely, safely, if you haven't gotten vaccinated. Vaccinations are available for the seasonal flu and COVID-19, along with treatment. While there's currently no vaccine for RSV, the medical community is experienced in treating severe cases for young children and older adults. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. A UCSD study of spores shows some dormant organisms can read environmental cues to know when it's time to wake up. KPBS SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge tells us how these cells seem to rise from the dead. The spores in the study are what became of bacterial cells that encountered harsh conditions and lack of food. They're not exactly dead, but UCSD molecular biologist Garol Sorel says they are in a state of dormancy where common signs of life are not seen. The spore appears to be dead, meaning there is no metabolism, which is how food gets converted into chemical energy by the cell. There is no gene expression. And yet the spore survives, and it can become a living bacterium again. 
In his lab, Sewell coaxed them back to life by signaling the presence of food. Science has shown that spores can survive in outer space and can be dormant for millions of years. Surviving spores is one way to explain how extraterrestrial life might have come to Earth. You know, one of the ideas uh, in terms of how life emerged on our planet is that maybe it hitchhiked on an asteroid and crash-landed on our planet. Uh, but to do that, uh, you would have to have some kind of living material that survived this journey. And it might have been a dormant spore that woke up and made Earth its new home. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. San Diego Unified's newest elementary school is now officially open. As KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez tells us, the school's name honors the indigenous people who first lived on the land where it now sits. Niepowai Elementary School is named after a village that thrived along the San Diego River for generations of the Kumeyaay Nation. The new school will eventually serve students through the fifth grade. It opened with children in universal TK through second grade. Niepowai translates to mean a second home. Curly Sanchez Silva has her four-year-old son enrolled and supports the school's name and heritage. Why not having your second home to be something special, something where you can not just be but actually learn and be someone that can change the future? The school's grand opening comes as November begins, Native American Heritage Month. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. And before you go, we have some weekend arts events to tell you about. Thanks to KPBS arts producer and editor, Julia Dixon-Evans. Cross-border band Tulangwa is hosting a two-day music and art festival this weekend. KPBS Port of Entry podcast host Alan Lilienthal is a member of the band. Welcome to Las Californias, or A Weekend with Tulengua and Friends, aims to melt the borders between us and uplift the border region's music and art. Day one of the festival starts at 6.30 tonight in Tijuana. The festival is offering a free guided group to meet in San Diego and walk across the border and to the venue together. The second day of the festival starts at 3 p.m. tomorrow in Ensenada plus a photography exhibit dedicated to dance. The up-close and personal exhibit will be paired with actual dance performances by San Diego Dance Theater artists and choreographers. The performances are at 7.30 tonight and tomorrow and at 2.30 p.m. on Sunday at the Lightbox Theater in Liberty Station. For more information on these events and more, visit kpbs.org arts. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth and producer Emmalyn Mohebi. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.
KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.